Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Super C for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Super C is the story of two guerrilla warrior extraordinaires named Mad Dog and Scorpion, and their never-ending quest to defeat Red Falcon, Jagger Freud, and the Babaloo Destructoid Mechanism before they can destroy Earth in the same way they destroyed the Tralala system many years ago. All of that is accurate. You got it. You nailed it today. Yeah, you well, some, some, <laughs> on some of these games, I have to come up with an intro. Yes. But sometimes the manual is just so good that I don't have to even write anything. <laughs> yeah, the Castlevania episode was some nonsense about trying all of the delicacies and count the the count took the the pork chops and well, that was them in the from, wall. That was straight from the manual. No, no. But uh, yeah, today today you, you did surprisingly accurate work. So. I'm proud of you. The, yeah, the manual is a gold mine. You don't get a whole lot of story in the game itself, but you don't really even need it when you have a manual that is written as well as this one. <laughs> it's true. Now, I went back and listened to our original Contra episode. Yeah, if you're not aware, Super C is a Contra game. It's Super Contra on non-NES platforms. <laughs> also known as Probotector 2. Uh, actually, Jordan, you jumping ahead of my fun facts? Well, no, 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 no. Sorry, I was just trying to make sure everybody knew what game we were playing. Well, in, in PAL regions, the game is called Probotector 2, Return of the Evil Forces. That's accurate. I mean, it is a return of the evil forces. <laughs> Red Falcon's back again. Well, and in Japan, another fun fact, the game is called Super Contra, The Alien Strikes Back. Just the alien. The alien. Yeah, there was. There's a lot of aliens in this game. Well, it's Red Falcon. Red Falcon and his gang. But he is the alien. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, contrary to popular belief, he did not run away with his pointy tail between his legs after the first game. Yeah, well, the manual also tells us that. that <laughs> apparently, that's what everybody thought, but he didn't. <laughs> this is why you always just need to kill the bad guy. Don't let the bad guy get away. Now, in the original Contra, I put the lore as something that the game did well. Yeah. And you put it in what the game didn't do so well. So this is the thing. The manual is really well written. You got this nice story in there, but you don't get any of it in the American version of the game. You know, you get it in the Japanese <laughs> version. They get some cutscenes and stuff of the original Contra. But I went back and read the original Contra manual. And it has nothing on this. I think that, like, this manual might be good enough on its own. Yeah. But you don't really even need it in the game itself. So what's interesting is as we dug into this, uh, franchise a little bit. The original Contra, I think the manual said it took place in like the 1950s. 1957. 1957, there was some alien incident. Um, and I want to say it was like six months of an alien life, which was like 50 years on Earth or something like that. 30 years on Earth. Um, and then this game, when I was... Which, which is really weird because I'm looking online now and it says that Contra, like the original Contra takes place in 2633. Yeah. And this place takes place in 2634. Yeah. And then Contra 3, I think, takes place in 2636. Yeah. So in Contra 3, you've got the descendants of Mad Dog and Scorpion. you got Jimbo and Sully. Um, well, it says the American version, Bill and Lance were replaced by their non-canonical descendants, Jimbo and Sully. Okay. So what says that? 
the internet. The Con- internet. Contra.fandom.com. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So this incident took place in the 1950s originally, but somehow we jumped in the future 600 years. For the, I don't think that they really thought the Contra timeline out very well. No, but I mean, does it really matter? Uh, to some people who really care about video game cutscenes and lore, it might matter. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I am sometimes one of those per- people in some games. Um, this one's not really that. I don't know what it is. Like, you have the original Contra, and I, I have higher standards for that one. I think because yeah. it's like, it's iconic. It's Contra, but then mm-hmm. you have Super C. Yeah, which is really interesting. I was thinking about this, like leading into this episode. It's like Super C is. A great game overall. Yeah. But it's not nearly as talked about or well loved as the original Contra. Well, this is the thing. It, it's very similar. There, I mean, it, there's definitely some different things, which we'll talk about. But I think, like, if you had Contra, did you really need Super C? Well, I mean, that's you can make that case for anything. If well, you no, I mean, had... some sequels are very different. Like, Contra 3 is obviously a very big upgrade. Yeah. Or not upgrade, but like a very different thing from the original Contra. Whereas Super C, like, if you or I play this, we're going to know the difference. But if you just gave this to some random person, they might not really be able to tell the difference between the two. I mean, maybe. You talk about, we, we just covered Castlevania. You played a bit of Castlevania too, And yeah, the, that was very the mechanics different. are different. Or even Castlevania 3. Like, it's, yeah, you're walking to the right and you're whipping stuff. Like, See, this is more like Castlevania 3 is very similar to Castlevania 1. They mm-hmm. just they just upgraded some little bits of gameplay. And then you yeah. have Super C, which is very similar to Contra 1, but they just upgraded some little bits of gameplay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's fine. It is. Yeah, no, it's fine. it's fine. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying it's it's Super C. If you <laughs> got Contra, do you really need Super C? Maybe. I guess that's what we'll determine over the course of this episode. <laughs> I guess so. I don't have my mind made up. I haven't really thought this through. Okay. All right. Well, let's get let's get into the fun facts, Jordan. I'm ready. Let's get into the, the details. So obviously, so we're in the throes of, of Jalami. Yes. So. If you've forgotten, <laughs> uh, July is Konami month here at Worth It or Worthless. Not like anywhere else in the world, but here at Worth It or Worthless, it's July. Jalami. Uh, so we're covering Konami, two Konami classics this month. Oh, yeah. Uh, so developed and published by Konami. Uh, originally released in the arcades in 1988. The Japanese version fa- came out in February of 1990. North American version came out in April of 1990. And then in Europe, they got this one in 1992. Oh, wow. So That's a long wait for yeah. Super C, well, Pro Protector 2. You had to do redo the sprites, make them all robots. Oh, good point. You can't be yeah. killing real people. They have to be robots. And come up with some new artwork, probably, as well. Probably. I, I would guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Although something interesting also that I found out, uh, the arcade brochure that I believe was on Wikipedia, uh, it's, it's the, uh, the European, if I'm not mistaken, brochure for Super Contra on the Wikipedia reads, Destiny waits in the jungle. He's not human. He's not alien. He's the predator. What? So I don't, so you have the arcade version. Yeah. Super Contra, which apparently was fine. To release in Europe, just all willy nilly. They didn't. Maybe they have different standards for yeah, arcade maybe. machines. But it's, there's two things about it that's interesting. It's like one, like that sounds like Super Contra. They got Super Contra. No, that sounds but, like the movie Predator. Well, and that's my other point. What the the cutscene that I saw 
of Super Contra because I played a little bit on the Switch collection of the arcade version. It was it was a video game, supposedly. Yeah. No matter how many credits you put in that video game, they still limit the number of times you can continue, which is just a perfectly great classic arcade trope. Yeah, arcade games, you want to have game overs and no yes. way to continue, yes. obviously. And you want to go back to the title screen where it says you have 24 credits. Oh. It's, it feels good. But it's funny because not only does one of the characters look distinctly like Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. But then they're like, he's not alien. He's the predator. But it's a lowercase p. So it's not the predator. He's the predator. He's like a predator. He's a predator. But the, yes. but the predator. <laughs> Which is funny because in this game, in the console version, anyway, I don't know about the arcade version. In the console version, those in the last level, there are straight up aliens yeah. that are the aliens from Alien. <laughs> I mean, they looked more like, so you got the guys in the, the second to last level, or is it might be the last level? They've got like weird, like uh, praying mantis looking hands. Yeah. It, it almost looks like they're in straight jackets with like floppy. They're not in straight jackets, but the way that the arms on a straight jacket are kind of dangly. It's like if you mixed a person with a scyther. Yes. And then it's like they put on a suit of silver alien ness that they're like, they're more alien. They anamorphed into aliens. They xenomorphed into aliens. Yes. <laughs> They're basically just aliens from the movie Alien and Aliens and all the other alien movies from the Alien and Prometheus franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. I didn't think I didn't see him and go like those was, look like from there from the movie. Oh, I did. Of course, it's the eighties, though. You know, they're gonna rip off Predator. They're gonna rip off Alien. Yeah. It's fine. You gotta. You gotta. Um, well, you don't gotta, but. Well, they did. Yeah. I mean, Castlevania, they're ripping off horror movies and Dracula and the whole thing. So why not do it with our main alien franchise? Konami was just like... They're like, let's make Rambo and Predator, but alien. Yeah. Video games. Maybe that's why Konami doesn't make video games anymore. Like, they realized you can't just, like, blatantly rip off other people and get I mean, they do. They do. They make pachinko machines. They make... Well, Metal Gear Solid Five. they did the Metal Gear zombie game recently. Not recently, but after Metal Gear Solid Five, they're still making some stuff. They just don't care about video games anymore. Yeah, they're releasing arcade one-up cabinets. They're like, yeah, you can have the license for all these great franchises that we made. You could do that. Yeah. So you know, um, we already talked about the titles. We did. Super Contra: The Alien Strikes Back, Probotector Two: Return of the Evil Forces, but. Uh, NES version has three unique stages that aren't in the arcade version. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's something with Contra games where the NES versions are better than the arcade versions. And I'm like, original Contra arcade game is bad. Well, I don't know if it's like, now that I'm thinking about it, all the games that come to mind are like Konami. Because uh, it's like Ninja Turtles. The, the original Turtle arcade game had more levels than the... The arcade version, the NES version of Turtles yeah. Two has more levels. Uh, Sunset think, Riders. Uh, I've, I'm not familiar enough with the arcade version. I'm just listing of off arcade games made by Konami now. Yeah, yeah. I think Turtles in Time. I don't know if that probably there's probably there's differences in Turtles in Time as well. Um, but in all those games, like the arcade version is by far better. Than yeah. The console version, but then you get to Contra, and you're like, nobody ever wants to play the arcade versions of Contra or Super Contra. Uh, can't confirm. After I played the arcade version of Super Contra, I'm good without playing more of the arcade version of Super Contra. Yeah. Somehow the arcade graphics of Contra are worse 
than yeah. the NES version. I mean, I don't say the graphics are necessarily worse. Everything looks but... like it's wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's got extra levels, which is always, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. It's just, it's just nice. Yeah. Getting extra levels on it's the console version. That's levels, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Japanese version has a stage select code. Uh, the Konami code and it's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, base, right. Uh, that's not in this game. But it's got like a half Konami. Code. Yeah, it's like up, down, left, right, BA start. There's Which like, only gives you half the number, or no, a third, a third the number of lives. in the North American version. Yeah. It gives you, I think, 30 lives in the Japanese and the PAL versions. Weird. Again, it's like, I think the rental market probably was like, let's try to make games harder in uh, North America. Um, yeah, they had a stage, set a stage select code, which we didn't get. That would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been nice, but... That's uh, it's about all the fun facts I've got, Jordan. Very fun, um, very fun. This, yeah, this is Contra. You know what I'm saying? That's a great segue, Dan. You ready to move on to what the game does well? Yeah, let's move into what the game does well. thing on my list of what this game does well is that it's more contra <laughs> it is I contra that's hilarious because the number one thing on my list jordan classic contra gameplay which is basically what you're saying yeah more contra now they did change so like like i said it's basically just contra yeah with, with some more different levels but they did actually add and change a few things yeah there are now slopes you yeah. have uh sloped up and down sections of levels which you didn't have any of that in the original contra and they got rid of the over-the-shoulder section levels yeah. in favor of the uh, top-down top down view that would yeah. become a bigger part in Contra 3. Yeah, like it's like heavy barrel slash commando, like those top-down kind of... Kari Warriors yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's... Okay, I'm trying to think. I don't know if it's good in the original Contra, those over-the-shoulder levels. I think that they're oh, like... Oh, but they're, they're like iconic, they're, though. They're iconic. Yes. Yes. Of course, iconic. But I'm like, would I rather have these top-down levels or would I rather have them over-the-shoulder? I'm like, I'm kind of good without either one, to be honest. Oh, so If I had to pick one, I would go with the over-the-shoulder. Yeah. The the problem with the over-the-shoulder is some of the level design is a little bit awkward. You got guys coming up, killing you from the bottom of the screen. Like, it's kind of hard to position the, your characters a little bit. The top-down has both of those problems. Well, the, what do you mean? The top-down, you have people coming from the bottom of the That's screen. That's what I'm talking about is the top-down. Did I say... Oh, oh. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the over-the-shoulder. No, no, no. The over-the-shoulder, you're just like walking forward or whatever. But the top-down levels... You, didn't you say you would rather have the top-down levels? No, I'd rather have the over-the-shoulder. Oh, okay. I misheard you then. I'm sorry. Yes, the over-the-shoulder levels are easier, but I don't think either one is particularly great gameplay. It's That's good to mix it opinion. up a little bit. It's good. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. Good to mix it up. Um, again, like it, the, I was in, in Castlevania episode, it's like, oh, it's secrets. Like, this is a good thing that's here. Like, just secrets. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. And I think that changing up the gameplay slightly is a nice thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know... I don't know. It's you want a whole contra. game. Yeah, you want a whole game of that top down, go and play Heavy Barrel or one of those other games. 
I do want to play Heavy Barrel. Heavy I'm, Barrel! I legit do. You die, you die, you die. It's a great game. Classic. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, it's... it's They... Again, the the original Contra is a classic for a reason. And they just... you. It's more of that. Yeah. Which is a great thing. More Contra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always a good thing. This yeah. is, uh, what, the fourth Contra game we've covered on the podcast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fans of Contra. Yeah, we uh, we covered uh, Contra 3 in September of 2018 on episode 5. Contra 1 in May of 2019 on episode 21. And uh, Contra Hardcore in September of 2019 in episode 29. So we've uh, we've given the Contra franchise a break for a little while. Yeah. Um, but here we are again, finally back. I've been looking forward to this one. Um, I've, I don't think that... I don't remember ever beating Super C before today. I don't think I've ever played it a ton. So the last time I played it, I was like, I'm really excited to actually sit here and play this full game instead of just yeah. a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's a... Uh, it's good. It's a good Contra game. I this like is it. my first experience with Super C. Yeah, never even really knew that it existed. Well, as a you kid. never knew about Castlevania either. Which well, is I like knew it existed. I just we didn't have that one. But I like yeah. I recognize the name like Super C. Who even knows what that means? I'm pretty sure like you have High C, which is a beverage, <laughs> and then there's Super C, which is like you know the more super version of High C. Talk about Ecto Cooler. Uh, <laughs> all I remember is if you drink high C, you turn into the secret life of Alex Mack. Oh, I thought it was you turned into uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters. Basically, same thing. <laughs> uh, Jordan, next thing on my list, which is kind of like the same thing, but we just said, but not exactly, is co-op. It's a It continues the tradition of Contra two-player mode. Interesting. And, uh, you don't... You, okay. You don't like the fact that there's co-op in this game? I mean, do you want me to pull ahead what the game doesn't do so you well? wish the game didn't have co-op i'm just saying jordan so here's the thing are you out of your mind can i say something no nope, i don't think so i think i'm too uh <laughs> i played this game at home by myself and i beat this game and then i came here and we played through the whole game together yeah and i think the individual experience which i don't we don't almost ever say this that the individual experience is better than the co-op experience but i think that that might be true for this game it's like a- because like there's so much precision stuff happening in this game and the fact that both of your characters look the exact same from the waist up like literally the exact same they just have different colored pants it kind of gets confusing sometimes of who you are if somebody gets too far forward in the game the person in the back you know they're they're like people are enemies are coming out the back if you're the person in the front you can't move forward anymore if the person is too far in the back of the screen and so you, you might not be able to dodge the bullets that you need to dodge and I just felt like it lacked the precision. I felt like it was a little bit more frustrating. And I don't know. Usually co-op is always a good thing. But for some reason with this version of Contra, and I don't, I didn't have this experience with the other versions of Contra. So I don't know what it is. But today, for some reason, that was not on my list of what this game does well. Yeah, I think you're out of your mind. That sounds like a, a I don't you, know. You kept stealing my lives because you weren't as good as me at the game. Yep. Yep. That, ha- that happened a whole lot, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it didn't. Maybe not. I like the fact that there's co-op here. I think it's again just I don't think the game is any different. I think you're just fresh off an experience where you were less garbage um by yourself. And now that you're here with me, you just realize that how bad you actually were at the game. Um, um 
because I we weren't abusing. I mean, we used safe states, but we didn't abuse them. I, why do you assume that I abused them? Because <laughs> you beat this game I at home. I think that I used, I used them <laughs> responsibly. I used them a few times to get through difficult parts of the game. Sure you did. <laughs> you point out the, the Konami Contra collection does allow you to do save states, which yeah. is a welcome feature in 2021. Again, Always. I like that they don't have rewind on there because I do tend to abuse rewind. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so fine. You don't like the co-op, but I think you I didn't would, dislike it. I just think that it's not as good as single player. I don't know about that. I think you would probably not have even thought about that if you didn't buy this, uh, didn't play this game probably uh, by yourself. I'm sure I wouldn't so, have because I would have never played it individually. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. Uh, how about the ten lives cheat? Um, kind of feels like a downgrade from the first game when it was a thirty lives cheat. Okay. Well, literally, it is a downgrade. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, so they made it worse. They made it worse, but they still put it... They still, like, gave us a little bit of an easy mode. I'm glad it's here. Oh, I'm glad it's there. Absolutely. I just kind of wish they gave us 30 lives. I do, too. Especially because, like, we were like, all right, we're going to beat the first level without extra lives. (laughs) We're going to do it. And we did. It just took us, like, six tries. The game is hard, but you can definitely <laughs> memorize the patterns and figure it out, and you you can beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ten lives is an essential part of that, I think, to like, to to just I don't know to enjoy this game to to its fullest. Ten lives makes the game way more enjoyable than the default three lives. And you did say something that I do have on my list of what the game does well. Like this is beatable with practice. Oh yeah, um, which is again some retro games are just like no, this is not a thing. Just don't. But this one, like, it's good. It's a good game. It's hard, but it's good. Hard but good, which yeah. is basically how you can describe the entire Contra franchise. Uh, let me think about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no. Sorry. <laughs> I should say that's how you can describe the Contra games that we've played thus far. I know that there are some later Contra games that are, uh, I don't know if they're hard or not, but I know that they're not good. I think the most recent one was notoriously, like, horrible. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. I've seen some bad reviews so, about modern Contra games. Yeah. What do you have? Um, We both noticed that the game runs really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of slowdown, not too much flickering. Like, you never, like, lose track of what's going on on screen, even with a lot of stuff happening on screen. So yeah. I, I appreciate that in an NES game. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, This game, I think there's only one or two times where it had, like, a tiny bit of slowdown, and you didn't even notice it, I don't I think. did not. Um, but it's crazy how much you can shoot bullets in this game or how many enemies are on screen at once or how many things are shooting or giant sprites and that this thing runs as solid as it does. Like it's, it's crazy to me that an NES game runs this well. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciated the game. It ran smoothly. I never thought that it, the game was the reason I was dying. It was definitely my lack of skill (laughs) and I can appreciate that in an NES game. Maybe, maybe. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B on that one. Well, you're saying that the the game was killing me? Maybe. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that. You don't think the game was killing you when you dropped dead like three times in the course of like 15 seconds? Well, okay. It would be nice if when, like, so in some games, when you come back in, like, um, I'm speaking, thinking about like beat em up games specifically where yeah. you drop in and all the enemies fall over and yeah. it, or it clears the screen of all of the projectiles in this game you might get thrown back in respawn like into an enemy or into a bunch of bullets and it's like well good luck Yeah. or in one case Dan you 
respawn on a tiny little piece of platform <laughs> and it was basically like hope you don't fall in this pit right here and you fell in the pit right there <sighs> sure enough yeah so the game definitely has some quirks of being a late 80s game but yeah it's not as bad as many of its uh peers yeah and i also do have stealing slash giving your friend lives is something that the game does well that is good yes yeah. sometimes you know it can be it can be bad it can be bad if, if you are a life hoarder or yes. you don't appreciate your friends stealing your life but for co-op purposes it definitely helped yeah i like that it's there i was happy about that I was like, just yeah. come in, come back in now. Just come in. I got, I got, I got eight lives, and you lost all yours. Come no, back no, in, no, Jordan. No. That was never. Okay, the do case. it again. Okay, do it again. Maybe you had okay, three lives, and I had lost all mine. <laughs> no, I think it happened way worse than that. A couple. We'll times. never know. Nobody could say for sure. Oh, it's a good thing we've got footage of the entire run. No, I deleted it. <laughs> Please not. What else do you have? That's it. That's all. That's it. What you got? Uh, I got two two more things, Jordan. Uh, the weapon upgrades. Uh, you know, you got classic Contra. You got your machine gun. You got your spread shot, laser. You got an explosive flame. Yeah. You, they did upgrade <laughs> them. I mean, that's just a weird thing to put in the what the game does well. What? Like, think about so many. Like, we played, um, what's the Gunstar Heroes? Like, that's a game with, like, good weapon upgrades. Fine. It's Jor- got a whole system. Okay, Jordan. This is about as bare bones as you get, How man. is, how, all right, take a walk to the imagination land with me. Okay, here I am. No weapon upgrades in Contra. Super C, Contra, anything. You just... It's that just would be basic, a completely different game. Weapon. Okay. Now, is that completely different game? Better or worse? Than it's this worse. One? It's worse. Thank you. Okay. But so like, you think that the weapon upgrades are something that lend this to a better experience here? All they did, they upgraded one weapon from Contra. That's fine. Other than that, it's just Contra. It's fine. All right, I guess. It's I fine. Mean, it's here. It should be here. Never played Contra before. <sighs> I'm just saying, what like, you... it's fine. It's fine. Oh. It's not like mind blowing. It's You're like killing it's me today. There. You're saying it's solid. No, I'm. Just, I'm not even saying it's solid. I'm like saying <laughs> if, it's like the bare minimum that you would expect for a game like this. <sighs> oh my goodness, fine. There's not like progressive upgrades. You have one thing that like makes you shoot faster. Maybe we played the entire game. I played the whole game twice. Have no clue what the R upgrade does. Yeah, supposedly it makes your stuff better, but I don't know. I think it made, like, I think in the machine gun weapon, I got the R once, and all of a sudden, instead of there being like a couple frames of pause every like two seconds, yeah, is like a constant barrage of bullets. And I think it made the. Uh, the flamethrower maybe shoot a little further in the top down levels or something. See, that's what I'm saying. We don't even know what it did. Yeah. But you're saying it was a good thing. You don't even know what it did. I'm saying the weapons being in this game are good. Yeah, this game would suck if you didn't have a weapon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you didn't have any weapons. Yes. (laughs) It's just a platforming dodging game. Well, when you stole my machine gun that one time, I decided to play pacifist. You did. And it wasn't as fun. (laughs) It wasn't as fun. Okay. All right. Dan liked the weapons. All right, well, let's hear what you think about this. Jordan. I can't believe you're just like. I'm not. A, I'm not hating. I'm such a hater today. I'm just saying, like, there's like a bare minimum expectation. That's like saying there was Goodness. a character in this game. There were bad guys. <laughs> it's not like I was like jumping. The game does what it's, it's like. It's a run and gun shoot 'em up game. Of course, there's going to be right. a few basic different weapons. Whatever, man. All right. Whatever. All right. Last thing. The bosses are fun, not overly cheap. Yeah. I didn't have a complaint about any of the bosses yeah. in this game. They're all like, they have discernible patterns. They're not overly cheap. They're not like some games where they take up the entire screen and you can't avoid them. Yeah. There was only like, no, they were all good. I can't even think of a time when I was like, that sucked. Yeah. Fresh off Castlevania, where if like you're not fighting bosses with holy water, it's just like, 
not a great time. Yeah. Uh, this is totally opposite where we ended up because the, the nature of Contra, you end up fighting a lot of the bosses without a weapon upgrade. Yeah. And it, they're still fun. I mean, you're dodging, you know, crazy projectiles and everything, but, uh, overall, like I still just didn't feel like, Oh, I don't want to be fighting this boss or oh, this no. pattern suck. It was like, Oh, I like that. I understand what's going on. I don't feel too overwhelmed. It's not easy for the it's most challenging. Part. Um, there's a couple, like the last boss, you can just basically stand in one spot for most of the fight and it doesn't hurt you and you just aim at the top, aim up and right and you just kill it. Obviously, if you have cool, the spread shot, that's the weapon you want yeah. for the whole game. But You don't have to, though. No, yeah. Which you, is nice. You can beat all of the bosses in this game with no upgrades at all. Yeah. I like just, that. It will take a little while. I like it. So, Jordan, that is all I have for what the game does well. Love it. Awesome. Yes. Let's move on all to right. the next bit. couple things we'll just briefly touch on because we kind of already talked about them i i do think that two players is somehow worse but we've already talked about it so we'll leave that nope. behind also i do miss the over the shoulder levels i mean like getting to the second level in contra one and then it's all of a sudden like whoa this is a whole different thing like i remember thinking that was really <laughs> cool as a kid i think that the over the shoulder levels in contra one were executed better than the top-down levels in this, but I also appreciate what they did with top-down in Contra 3, so I think that, you know, like, this was a proof of concept, so it's not terrible, but I also just, I kind of miss that over-the-shoulder view. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're both kind of take it or leave it for me. I think I appreciate the fact that, you know, that it's there to break up the gameplay, but... I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, you, you don't really uh, care about it either way. You'd be yeah. happy with just all side scrolling. I would. We also briefly touched on the fact that I I'm kind of disappointed that they nerfed the Konami code. Like, give me thirty <laughs> lives. I want my thirty lives. I need my thirty lives. You do. You do for sure. Maybe I, I wouldn't mean, have had to rely on save states if I had thirty lives per continue. That's true. But again, I don't know. They just wanted to make games harder over here for some reason. Yeah, so, I don't know. Do you have any original critiques of this game that we haven't already touched on? Uh, so the first thing that I have, and this is kind of kind of generic, but it's this game is brutal and cheap. Like it's a fun game, but it is so like it, we took us like six tries to beat the first level without continuing or whatever. Losing yeah, but all of then our lives. once it's, we finally got learnable, the hang of it, yeah. But a lot of the 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 deaths and things in this game come from like cheap patterns or like and i'm not saying the game is not fun or it's insurmountable but like oh this jump that you, you we walked up to a jump in one of the last levels you're like i hate this jump it's terrible yeah and i die like 80 percent of the time and it was it's like why 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 does this need to be like a cheap jump like that or this i don't know it's you, it's contra you're right so this is a game that hasn't it doesn't feel great in 2021 because that's not how we play games anymore i can look back on this and say I can see where they were coming from for the time period because yeah. we did get to a point where we could beat that first level without losing a single life. And we did. Yeah. 
but it took us a while because you have to memorize the whole thing. I had played through this game before coming over here, so I knew some stuff. I was like, all right, wait, the the, the ceiling's going to drop here. And so, like, once you know all the stupid cheap things, then it, it feels good to, like, recognize that they're coming mm-hmm. and avoid them. But the fact that the game, if this isn't a mod, if this was a modern game, like, I'm thinking of, like, Celeste or Meat Boy or, like, a game, like, a hard game that wants you to like learn how to do the levels yeah but they also have like much more generous life and continue systems yeah so the fact that this game is difficult and it has a very limited number of lives means that you're gonna have to grind through it a whole bunch of times to learn all the patterns and stuff so that feels bad yeah and like the the um <clears throat> the liposuction in uh, ja- oh. Jagger Freud's Fruit of Do- Fruit of the Doom defense line, level six. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Those were bad. Those ones, you have, like, you don't have any prayer. They're yeah. just going to pop up. On- Although we did learn how to cheese them. You just go all the way over to the wall, and you can walk up the whole thing without getting yeah, hit. But, but you have to play the level, like, ten times to learn all that. Maybe. It, well, sure, and that, that is, like, a cheese, technically. But these things, they pop up randomly on the ground in an unpredictable way, and sometimes they'll pop up right underneath you, not yep. in front of you or behind you. And so it's like... It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know about this. Like, I, I, if something is predictable, like, fine. But when you start making a game hard and unpredictable, I have a little bit more of a, a bad time with it. So, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the game doesn't, didn't need to be as brutal as it was, but, you know, it's a retro game. It's still fun. Speaking about the game not being as brutal as I hoped it would be, the, sound, <laughs> the soundtrack, Dan, the soundtrack isn't bad. But it's not what I would expect out of Konami. We spent the whole last episode, not the whole last episode, but a section of the whole last episode talking about Konami music and how good it is. And then we play this game and it's like, you got the song on the first level that's pretty good. And then I didn't even notice the music for the rest of the game because it's it's not what I was hoping for or expecting. Jordan, I have a point about the soundtrack. Yeah. And what the game didn't do well. The sound effects overpower the soundtrack. That could be what it is. That is the real issue. Like, in NES games... Almost all the time when you jump or you're you're punching or like you hear a sound effect. Yeah. Usually you'll hear one of the music channels drop out. Yeah. But Konami knew that you would be shooting all of the time in this game. So it's like nothing drops out from the soundtrack when you're shooting. It's not like they they just dedicated an exclusive sound channel to sound effects. And so because you're shooting all the time, like it's just like all the time yeah and so i wanted to turn the tv up louder to hear the soundtrack because i'm like how's the music in this game yeah but you're just turning up and it's like that's overpowers everything so i can't even really tell you what this game sounds like and i don't remember that being an issue in uh in contra one no i remember we liked that soundtrack so yeah so it's like i would like them to be able to turn i mean obviously it's the nes so i don't know how much latitude they really had but it's like i wish that the sound effects were quieter so that i could hear the actual music you know some games give you that options menu that has the sound effects and music and you could turn the sound effects down turn the music yeah up. that would be nice i wonder i don't think i can't think of an nes game that has like a no that might be a, later a level for the volume or whatever like set yeah. the volume one to ten i don't think that's a thing no 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 like for a later game so though. yes uh jordan I got a nitpick here for you. Ooh, I love. You already nitpicks. mentioned it. The, the character, <laughs> uh, characters are exactly the same from the waist up. Yeah. So when you're playing co-op with your friend and you get to that jungle level, yeah, and you're running through the water, 
Who's, and whose, your guy sprites, is that? Yeah, whose guy is that? Yeah, you're both Ethan, just dudes without shirts with re- wearing red headbands. Yeah. You can't tell who's who. Change so. the headband color. Give me, instead of having <laughs> all of my muscles be outlined in orange, maybe outline them in a light blue or something. I don't know. Well, you know, the NES color limitations and that whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get it. I get that it was on the NES, but in 2021, that's one of the things <laughs> that makes the game maybe maybe was why I didn't enjoy co-op yeah. so much. Super nitpicky, but, you know, the, the water. The you water the, for, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> you got the nitpicky, the super nitpicky, the nitpicky 64. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one more valid point, though, Jordan. Let's hear it. Uh, sometimes the controls don't feel great. Yeah, every now and then, like, you, like you're trying to do all these really precise dodges and stuff and so sometimes like you feel awesome because you're jumping Mm -hmm. through the air and you can move in the air which is a nice thing you couldn't do that in contra or not in contra you couldn't do that in castlevania yeah so you can move in the air which is nice yes but sometimes when you're like i want to i want to duck or i want to like move backwards and you accidentally do the other thing and it's like it just yeah there's sometimes where the controls don't feel as precise as you would hope yeah like at times when i was trying to duck if you like accidentally kind of roll the down on the d-pad to the yeah. right your character starts running and it's like i don't want to run so you have to like be very careful about holding down um when you're trying to avoid <clears throat> um when you're just trying to like lay on the ground but overall the game is pretty floaty uh the sometimes yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of like a castlevania thing um i'd say the controls in castlevania are probably worse yeah but it's just like okay i mean i could play this game but it doesn't feel as good as something like Mega Man where you're like have tight precise control over your character and you always feel like you know you can do what you want um this game feels a little bit worse than that what i want in mega man is to be alive and i can never do that for more than like 10 (laughs) seconds so i I can't relate to doing what i want in mega man mega man i feel is easier than contra oh I'm telling uh, maybe you. I mean, you know we haven't played a Mega Man game on the show yet, so maybe I will have a similar experience where when I was a kid I could never get past the second level of Contra. Maybe I will finally get past a level of Mega Man, which has <laughs> never happened in my life, despite playing a lot of Mega Man. I don't know how much a lot of Mega Man is though. Enough, enough, enough Mega enough. Man enough. to I mean, where he, I should have beaten a single level. He's played Mega Man for 15 minutes, guys. No, <laughs> I. It was one of the the Game Boy games that I owned, and I just remember dying over and over and over. And, and you know, you can play. It's not linear. You can play different yeah. Mega Man bosses, and so I tried them all, lost to them all. There's a there's a path that you're generally ideally going to take in Mega Man. So you just got to figure out where to, where to start and then the, the rest of the game flows smoothly. That I ideally take in Mega Man is turning it off and playing a different game. We'll fix that at some point on this show. We'll see. We'll fix that. Um, Jordan, I don't have anything else that the game doesn't do so well. That's it for me too. That's it? That's it. All right, let's move on to the rest of our show. experience that you had with super c jordan okay this is kind of hard because this is the fourth contra game we've played Mm -hmm. played a lot of contra if i was gonna play a contra on the nes this isn't the one i'm gonna pick no no 
I already own Contra for the NES, and it's the superior Contra. Okay. So it's tough. It's tough. Now, I like that this comes in the bundle. If you're going to buy the Contra collection on Switch or whatever, that might be the way to go because you get the Japanese versions. You get the arcade versions. Which are worthless. Well, but you have Even included in a collection. (laughs) Like, I'm not a collector. Some people like to have things just because hoarders, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's hoarders out there. Yeah. So it's hard for me. Like, I don't know. Like... (laughs) Uh, uh, $2. Oh, I was full. My gut was like, he's going to say three. No, no, this is, this is $2. Tried and true. We're coming back. Like, it's not bad, but it's like, if I want to play Contra, I'm just going to go play Contra. Yeah, but it's like more Contra. It's like, it is. It's like, oh man, I played Contra and I beat it, but I don't want to play Contra three because it's, you know, it's not the same. And I don't want to play hardcore because that game is insanely hard. It looks cool, but it's insanely hard. Uh, so was so Contra Three, I think. It, it was hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both hard. I'm saying, but like, if I had to, yeah, I don't know, man. Two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. Goodness, I would Ouch. be like, man, I want to play some more Contra. Maybe I'll go play Gunstar Heroes. Um, I want to play more Contra. Maybe I'll go play Sunset Riders. Okay, I, I can get behind that one. Yeah, I don't know about Gunstar Heroes. I mean, that, game, that game's fun, but I feel like I like Contra more. Just saying. You, okay, that's fine. I like Contra more than Gunstar Heroes too. But do you like Super C more than Gunstar Heroes? I was more of saying both as a franchise. So I feel like, man, I feel like you really could just set Super C like you could fuse the two games together, and they yeah. would just be the same, right? I mean, it really is just a sequel, and and you got slopes. Yeah, like all of a sudden, I don't know. Um, I'm the I think the the hang up that I'm trying to like work through in my brain right now is like, do I actually think that the first Contra is better than the second one? Yes, definitively it is. And I'm saying I don't know if I just if I take away the nostalgia, I genuinely don't know which one is better. Um, Would your life change at all if you only had one of these games and not the other? Probably not. No. Yeah, no. I, I I think yeah probably I'm leaning towards the first one is better, but the second one I don't think is like like much worse. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Feel like I'm it's, not saying it's worse. I'm just saying like it's it's just it's just more. It's more of yeah. the same thing. It's like when you'd buy a game and then like a year later the developer releases yeah. some like free here's some free DLC, here's some more levels and you're like I don't really need to play that, but here it is. Or, you know, it. you get mad in 94 one year and the next year you get mad in 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's like like that. All right. I mean, it's like yeah, like sure you. But yeah, it's it's more of the thing you like. Um, but I do feel like now that I'm I'm thinking about this, and I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's subjective. I I should explore this. I should explore the Contra franchise more. Uh, but I think that on this one, I'm coming in at like ten bucks. I think ten bucks is a is a good price. I think I said sixteen on the original Contra or something. Wow. Um. So yeah, it's like it's it's good. It's more, but if I could only have one, it'd probably be the first one. Yeah, I agree. Um, plus the music, I know what it sounds like in the first one. Yeah, just <laughs> remembering a melody from a game is nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, ten, ten bucks. I think is good on Super C. I could see you saying that. Yeah, it's not. It's a good game. It's a fun game. It's a game. It's a it's a good game. 
you tell me it's not a good game? I'm not saying it's not a good game. I'm just saying like it's it's here. Here it is. I've, oh I feel like I've goodness, I feel like I've, I've stated my point clearly. I feel like you should understand where I'm coming from by this point. <sighs> Whatever, man. It's there. If you have a chance to be pick this up and play it, like sure. I'm not gonna tell you don't do it. Like go for it. If you like Contra, play this game. But if you're like, man, I played Contra and it was like it wasn't my most favorite game. Like you're probably not gonna have your mind changed about the franchise by Super C. Huh. I think you. I think maybe as I'm sitting here listening to your perspective, I'm wondering if you might be on to something about like there's something about this game that just isn't the same as the first one, and I'm like, kind of they're they're the same. Like yeah. it's like it's largely running to the right, shooting a bunch of guys, yeah, and like avoiding a bunch of crazy bullets and enemy placement. It's like, but what is it about Super C that makes it less iconic than the first one? Like really, what is it? Because they're so similar. What could it be? Well, it's just less iconic when you release the same thing again yeah. for the second time. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Why is Super C not as iconic as the original Contra? And if you didn't have the original Contra and you had Super C growing up and you feel the opposite, let us know. It's kind of like, you know, you have Tetris. Why do you need Tetris 2? I don't think I've ever played Tetris 2. I, ha- I, have, <laughs> I own Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch. I have no desire or need or reason to buy Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 on the Switch because it's the exact same thing with just some more. And I don't need that. Just some more DLC. It's the expansion pass. No, it's not. It's a whole nother $60 game. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it functions like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So where do you think the internet is on? Is that on this one, Jordan? I'm going to say $16. It's a number that you said recently and now it's stuck in my brain. Oh, is that, is that's kind of how my brain works. I wish you could. It's I like would, a dream catcher, but for numbers. I like that classic Jordan logic, though. I like to hear your thought process on these yeah. things. It's fun. You, you, uh, it's fun to hear how right or wrong you're thinking. I feel like it's wrong. I feel like it's wrong, but also it's 2021 and game prices are stupid. Like I'd say like a year ago, this game was probably going for $9, but now it's up to 16 That's my That's my guess. Okay. Well, no, the, the North American version is currently sitting around $19. Okay, I can see that. And I think a few years back, it was like 14. Oh, okay. So Super C has always not been Contra. Yeah. Um, I mean, at $19, you could literally just buy the Contra collection for a dollar more. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that in a future segment, Jordan. Oh, okay. I, I see that the like Contra, just straight up Contra, goes for thirty one fifty Right now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously the price reflects the general sentiment that Contra is Contra and Super C is not. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. Super C is half the game. <laughs> not quite half not the quite. game. It's, th- it's, it's two thirds the game. Yeah. Two thirds of the game. <laughs> uh, what do you think the, uh, the PAL version, what do you think? Probotector 2, Return of the Evil Forces <laughs> or whatever it's called. I'm going to say that one's probably more because it came out late. It seems like it came out pretty late in the NES cycle, which okay. seems to be... You're headed in the right direction. That means that it costs more. So I'm going to say that okay. one's going for like 46 Okay. No. Oh, okay. Pal tax. What's the pal tax on 46 Jordan? Uh, 92 <laughs> 92 It's not that bad, no. Uh, $59. For the uh, the PAL version of Probotector 2. 
yeah like <laughs> no don't don't yeah if you're you're getting dangerously close to uh just a modern triple <laughs> a game right there well triple a games are now at 70 bucks jordan so, well if you are on so, a no okay that's on a on that's a on that's lesser system not on a the, lesser system not on the nintendo switch okay all right Game prices have stayed cheap, though, surprisingly. They were $50 in the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 era. Yeah. Then with 360 they jumped to $60. And then they stayed down for PS4, Xbox One to 60 And so now we're getting that, that overdue $10 hike between generations. Well, yeah, for the very few so, people out there who own a next-generation console. For now, yeah. For now. This is the thing. People who complain about games being more expensive. If you look at inflation, games <laughs> should cost significantly more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They make up for some of that with DLC. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and look, inflation from 1990 to today is 150%. Yeah. Games are cheaper than they've ever been. Yeah. Your game should cost you somewhere around $150 if inflation had <sighs> Can you kept imagine? up with the price of everything else. Goodness. Maybe gaming wouldn't be as massive as it is today if it had kept up with inflation. No, if games cost 150 bucks per, <sighs> no you, way. That's like, oh my goodness. Thinking about console prices, like, can you imagine a game being almost half the price of a console? Well, I mean, Gosh. that's the thing too. Consoles have gotten cheaper. Goodness. Like, I, I, what did I say? We posted uh, something about the Neo Geo recently for its yeah. 30th anniversary. And we were saying when that came out, it was $650. Oh, my goodness. With inflation, that system would cost you $1,285 today. Okay, man. Imagine, like, going to your parents and say, I want a Neo Geo. And, you're, you know, you don't know as a kid that that's going to cost your parents, you know, a, a paycheck. Jordan, that's the, that's the price of a single rare NES game. for a Neo Geo if you adjust for inflation. It's crazy. I think that is about what Little Samson is going for right about now. (laughs) I don't even know. That's a game? Little Samson is a video game? Yeah, it's like a Mega Man style 1200. It might be more than that. That's crazy. Ridiculously wild. Anyway, I'm going to have to say at $19. Wait. Oh, what do you think the Japanese version is going for? We got one more. Okay, Japanese ones are less. I'm going to say that's. $8. $52 for Super C. What? Yeah. Oh, that that totally bucks the trend of Japanese games usually being a little cheaper. Well, wasn't wasn't, uh, Castlevania more expensive? And then the... Oh, maybe. Super uh, Return of the Jedi, when we looked at that, that's like... And I think Super Empire Strikes Back was also like insanely expensive in Japan. So... I don't know, sometimes that's what I always say it's big you know, in Japan sometimes. the prices they're big in Japan <laughs> not usually I guess it depends on what it is but I think for a Famicom game that's pretty high yeah seems like I don't it. know alright $19 North American I'm at uh, I don't know $19. bro if it's one one game for the price of the whole collection that's yeah, worthless but that's let's worthless. talk about original hardware let's talk about game collectors who cares no I won't it's 2021 I refuse to talk about the if I didn't own Super C, would I pick it up at nineteen dollars, knowing that the experience to me is worth ten? Um, no. If you, I I can't fault people for for adding this one to their collection. It's not a bad game. Um, no, it's not a bad. Okay, like you're saying, like if you're a collector, that's yeah, not, what, that's not col- what this podcast is. What do you mean? 
That's not, that's not the point of this is justifying it if you're a collector and saying, is it worth the price that Which, it costs I, today? For I'm trying a, to look, look at it from, from all angles, Jordan. I'm trying to justify it for the person out here who's like, man, I really wanted to play Super Collectors City. Collectors don't and need anything justified. Their <laughs> brains are already broken to accept whatever price something costs. Fair enough. I mean, that's um, that's a little hurtful, but um, fine. You already said you wouldn't pick it up at $19. I was trying to... F- to get myself to pick it up at nineteen dollars. Oh no! <laughs> Maybe I'll. All right, I said ten. It's worthless. It's worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. Fine. For me at two dollars, I'm out. <laughs> Buy, wait for that. <laughs> wait for the Konami Contra collection to go on sale for six bucks again, and then jump, because that's worth it. That whole collection definitely yeah. worth it at yeah. that price. All right. Do you have? Uh, you got some trivia today, Jordan? I have. I have trivia, and we've talked a lot about the uh, the sound channels and the music in this game, yeah. and about Pro Protector Two. Yeah. And so oh. all of those are going to come together in one trivia question. Okay. Did you read the Wikipedia page this week? I did. All right. This may have. It was not up very long. Okay. Yuichi Sakukura. Altered the sound driver for the Probotector 2 soundtrack to avoid one of these three common problems. I'm going to give you three common problems that he could have been trying to avoid in altering the sound driver in Probotector 2. Which one of these was the reason why he did that? Was it to avoid the bullets drowning out the sound of the music? Was it to avoid playing the samples out of tune? Or was it to avoid tritones, which are also known as the devil's interval? Ooh, we're talking about Pokemon again? Oh, yeah, we talked about Tritones back with Lavender Town, right? Uh, no, I actually did read this one, and it's to avoid the the, the detuning uh, the sounds, whatever, the second one. Yes, it was a common occurrence in previous NTSC to PAL conversions yeah. with the, the soundtrack going out of tune. Mm-hmm. So he he altered the sound driver for Pro Protector 2 so that would not happen. Yeah, that's a cool little idea. Yeah. Great job. Great job. Kirkerberg. That's how Coach Z says job to Homestar Runner. Job. Great job, Homestar. The jerk. We haven't, uh, we haven't had, we haven't had a, a good Homestar reference in a while. I know. Time. There it is. There it is. Congrats, Dan. You're on a streak with these trivia yeah. questions. It's a winning streak. Dan knows all the trivia. <laughs> Love it. So good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got a bounty. Jordan, we got a bounty winner. We do have a bounty winner. We got winner. a Sega Genesis winner. All right, so we had a lot of entries for this one. It's always good. You know, there's some of you who just pop in and you enter a bounty and you win it. First try, yeah. you win that bounty. There's some of you who've been with us for almost three years and you've been entering these bounties and not winning. And some today... Our, no, he hasn't been with us for three years. Okay. We love well, him all the same, though. Well, he's been with us a while. Yeah. <laughs> and tunes into the streams. He's on Discord. Has not won a bounty until today. Not a podcast bounty. Yeah, we had the we had the uh, Siri on our phone, the uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, pick a number, and she chose our good friend Emo Fergie. So congratulations! Yay, congrats, Emo Fergie! You I, finally now, won. I feel bad about drawing that out so long because now there's gonna be a few people on there who are like, I've been entering for two years. <laughs> And they're going to think that they were the winner. But no, it was Emo Fergie. So congratulations. You won. What did we even give away last month? I don't even remember. It's the Sega Genesis Classics Collection. Sega Genesis Classics Collection. That's a mouthful. (laughs) The thing that you can never say. 
Yes, if you didn't win, don't worry, because this month we are giving away a prize. What are we giving away, Dan? You don't remember? It's Jalami, Jordan. Oh, yeah, for Jalami, we're for giving Jalami. away a $20 eShop yes. credit on the Nintendo yeah. Switch eShop. So you could pick up one of the Konami collections. You could pick up That's what I was saying a, earlier. a third of a different game. You know, you could pick up whatever you want. There's lots of things on the eShop. Pick up, if you're ever like wondering, what should I buy? We have a, a sales and deals section on our Discord where yeah. you can go see what's on sale. It's good. Um, yeah, so if you want to win $20 to Nintendo eShop, all you have to do is send us a direct message this month with your favorite Konami game, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're asking for. Yeah. So send us a direct message at WIOW podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Hey. <laughs> you can also send us uh, either of us a direct message on uh, Discord. You can also send us an email. At worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Really, any way that you can get a hold of us, send us a carrier pigeon, smoke signals, let us know what your favorite Konami <laughs> game is. We'll add you to the list, and you could be our winner for this month. Indeed, indeed. And uh, of course, as always, rules are in the description of the podcast if you want that in writing. So, um, Jordan, I don't know what the next episode of the podcast is. We've been doing this lately. I've been like, what are we going to do? It kind of, it's nice. It keeps us on our toes. Yeah, it does keep us on our toes. So, uh, Castlevania came out of left field. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we're, I'm back in like, what are we going to do in August? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. So I like it. Keep everybody just yeah, in suspense. It's like, a, it's like a good old fashioned version of worth it or worthless where you just show up and we do f- figure it out. This is what, this is what we're doing. We don't know. Love it. So we're going to walk Jedi power battles. Nope. <laughs> Sonic three and knuckles. No, <laughs> we're going to, we're Jordan. We're going to revisit battle toads next episode. Just go back and do it again. Yeah. We're going to try th- on the next episode of worth it or worthless, worth it or worthless finally beats battle toads. <laughs> we're going to do the next episode. It's going to be worth it or worthless. Is this podcast worth it or worthless? It's going to be super meta. We're just going to listen through. You're going to have to listen through every episode with us and then we'll critique it. No, you won't do that. We will have something. You'll tune in next time. We will have something. You'll be surprised. We'll be surprised. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything else before we uh, we close up shop for the day? I think that is going to wrap it up for me. I just want to say I hope all of you have had an excellent Julami. Julami? <laughs> Julami. I hope you've had a great Konami July, and uh, we will see you guys in August. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yes. Jordan, for our music segment, we got we got Kirby music Ooh, today. Love we got that. that. That classic. It's called Green Greens. It's a song by Coffee Date. And it's just a, it's it's that classic uh, Kirby song. That I think it's the first one in Kirby's Adventure. You don't even need to put the track in here anymore. It's good. It's good. Love it. So good. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. We will see you in the next one. See you next time. Bye. Bye.